Hello and welcome back to Maybe We'll Talk. I have a nocturnal visitor. There is a neighbor cat here. This has been... I've made a rule about no food on the back porch, and sometimes there's a treat or two ends up out there when I'm, you know. But, like... There... This is the third one. This is the third cat that has become a figure in our lives by showing up in the middle of the night and making my cats upset. Actually, the first one, the first one didn't really make them upset. I don't know. They were okay with the first guy that was coming around. Some cats, Prika gets mad at, and I don't know if he has encounters with them out in the neighborhood or if there are certain cats that he doesn't want to have anything to do with. But this one is, yeah. This, so basically, my mom's cat, Philip, he would come to the back door and he would kind of just sit there and Prika would scream at him. And that same thing is happening now with a brown cat, which I, I think is, is homed. I think this cat lives two houses down. I think it travels through my neighbor's backyard, upsets his cat, and then comes and sees me in the middle of the night, though. And I don't, I'm starting to wonder if there's some kind of spirit pathway that leads by my back door. And if for some reason they know that I found Philip a very nice home, so they come and peer inside to see what their chances are. Anyway, yes, like I said earlier, I believe I said it, welcome to Maybe We'll Talk, which is a podcast, which you know, because you're listening to it, I would assume, on a a podcast podcasting platform of some type. Ah, so today it's Thursday. We're going to talk about the eye of the world. We are I mean, I don't know. I I honestly I'm never really sure what to say because we eventually obviously this falls into wheel of time and eventually I mean, I don't know. I I feel like I feel like I'm probably going to talk about all of wheel of time. But we are looking at the first book, which is Eye of the World. And uh, we're going to talk to Alex. I was going to say something about, yeah, I didn't finish some stuff up yesterday. Who cares? That's really, I really got to make a big one. I'm doing my notes. I got to put a column that says who cares, which is things that I'm going to want to say that no one cares about. Like the, this might be the last episode where I mention getting over covid i think because i'm fine but and honestly the rough day yesterday i had a rough day yesterday it didn't really have anything to do with covid but it was it felt like it felt like it was time much like perhaps the path of the beam guides wayward cats to my back look at him he's a very fine looking very handsome fellow kind of a gray to brown not really a deep brown but definitely gray brown ta- tabby tigery kind of guy he's i'm looking at him right now he's just sitting there chilling um what was i saying about books we're gonna talk to alex today i feel like um yeah oh yeah maybe this will be the last one where i mentioned covid i uh i'm gonna and i'm only mentioning that because uh uh, I'm not sure if I am going to have anything extra to say, and this one might be a little bit short. I don't know. It might, yeah. 
and uh, but and again, really, who cares? Which is why the COVID. Who cares? But uh, I do want to put it out. It is Thursday morning, and uh, a whole bunch of other things going on today. Check out me and my mom on Twitch this morning. I don't know when you're listening to this, but on Tuesday, Thursday mornings, which this is a Thursday, and then I'm making soap somehow. We started doing a bunch of other stuff during the week, and our soap making day sort of ended up kind of floating. And this week it's going to be today. And uh, before I start telling you about every other aspect of my life at five in the morning, let's talk to Alex for a little bit about the eye of the world. This is going to be up to, uh, maybe we'll say it. We're probably up to about chapter 17 or so at this point. Or, uh, okay, so what do you, what do you think of... What do you think of what has gone on up through chapter 19? I mean, you finally got to see your first magic battle yes. in person. Yeah, that so. was great. That was really like Dungeons and Dragons. I assume that's what you were hoping for and looking for. Kinda, yeah. I always, yeah. Like if I'm looking for if I'm gonna if I'm gonna dig and it's almost like <laughs> Game of Thrones is is not a great example, but there's there's so much like teasing that there's gonna be magic, <laughs> you know that never really happens. And I mean, and honestly, Lord of the Rings is an even worse example. But in Game of Thrones, there's really this whole ongoing thing theme of how magic is seeping back into the world and we're going to see something cool in the books barely uh but this yeah and like is this is this what the dungeons and dragons novels are like people throwing um, walls of fire in the woods if you want if you want to see that elminster the elminster series is high magic all the time Cool. So, okay. Good. Good to know. It's a cool way, and I love that in a completely separate way because Elminster is all about finesse of magic, and so, like specifically, Elminster is about that because he loves magic and what it is. For some spoiler reasons that I'm not going to tell you, uh, he starts out hating it. He ends up loving it, and so he wants it to be something that everybody else loves as well. And so when people just, like, throw around these massive spells that just do crazy things, he just, like, throws a little tiny spell in the middle of it and just destroys the person's, like, whole spell casting. Okay. It's, I love it. Is that, um, uh, is that, I'm wrong about this. Is, is that Brandon Sanderson? That is Ed Greenwood. Oh, that's Ed Green. Jesus. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'll get, I'll get all these dudes straight at some point. Yeah, he wrote for a game. I can't remember the name of it, but like, it's sort of like Fable, Ooh, but in the sense that it's a long branching fantasy. Yeah, Deep. but it has like, it has probably like fifteen region and regions, and each region has. It's very reminiscent of more like Elder Scrolls type, where there's a okay. lot to it, more and like things everywhere. It feels like the map size of of an Elder Scrolls game, the play style of almost. Oh no! It's not two worlds. It's not two worlds. Okay. 
can you look it up real quick. Oh, honestly. sure, yeah. Obviously, yeah, I don't... Oh, my phone is not... No, yes, it is. <laughs> I have. I was like, I have my book. I've got some <laughs> notes. Today, I don't have my phone. <laughs> not that I'm not sitting in front of my PC, but... Nothing's easy. Ed Greenwood game. But that's cool. And also, I have learned that the Trollocs need to be led by... Um, um, a fade. Hey, do they ever? Do they ever refer? I, you know what? I'll tell. You, instead of asking what I was going to ask, I'm going to say this. I am going to do my best to forget about the TV show. I'm not going to watch it anymore. I'm going to do my best not to talk about it. I'm probably going to. You know, I'm probably going to talk about it by accident. But yeah. really, let's put it behind us because I much now that we are beyond what I've seen in the show, I would much rather keep the images in my mind of that battle and the Trollocs and everything I've learned at this point. I would rather have my, you know, my mental image of it than whatever the hell's in the show because the show is fucking, it really looks good. That's the problem. It looks good so the visuals sink in and that's all that is there. I love it. It doesn't quite match the books, but, like, in terms of, like looking good it looks yeah, good it exactly looks- yeah that's the problem <laughs> it looks vi- it looks uh you know visually appealing so the game kingdoms of Emler. oh it, okay okay it looks like it feels plays like world of warcraft okay especially with like if you ever actually played world of warcraft and read all the quests and stuff I have, single, I have at one, I have, I have at certain times. Yeah, every single quest line feels like a quest line from World of Warcraft, like one of the deep quest lines that have a lot of lore packed into it. Yeah, every single the entire game is like that for Kingdoms of Amalur. So it is a very deep, like, well written, well like, huge background for the game. <clears throat> is it called Re Reckoning or is that a sequel? Uh. It's called Reckoning. Re-Reckoning was the remaster for it. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> it was it was massive undertaking, and uh, it was not optimized properly originally. Oh, damn. It was, oh, originally. Okay. It wasn't unplayable, but there were a lot of issues with it that people had. All right. Just in turn. Kingdoms of Amalur. I'm making a note. Yeah. Great game, absolutely recommend it, especially if you Warcraft and like. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, I have, I, you know, I have a lot. I have, a, I have a deep and troubled history with World of Warcraft. We'll put it that way. I know. <laughs> well, let me put it this way: I put thirty-five hours into Kingdoms of Amalur, and I haven't left the second zone yet. That's dope. That's great. I mean, honestly, and I really, it's funny. Yeah, I have another friend that I talk about this all the time, but I haven't. Elden Ring, maybe it'll be the last video game that I really play because I haven't been able to, like, sink my teeth teeth into anything. All I have done is play that game four times this past year. I can't do it. I cannot, nothing else will hold my attention. Like, nothing else has that kind of meat somehow. I don't even... I don't even know what it is. I don't even. Um, I can't tell you what makes that game special. Hopefully, can get you can get you into it. I'll try it. I'll I'll check it out on Steam. Amazing. Um, 
But yeah, magic systems, uh, particularly this one. What we talked, you talked a little bit about it seeming like somebody who can use that kind of magic, who can do that kind of thing, would just be people would be terrified of them and would be hunting them down. Which is what's happening here. Yes, but it is particularly Shadow Spawn that are hunting them down right now. Yeah, yes, yes. So there's a couple of hints in like the things that she's done so far that kind of hint at like what why they're not hunted by regular people. They might be hated by them, but they're not like hunted by them. They're just kind of like get out of here and they're they feel comfortable telling them that. So, is it that she's not allowed to kill people or tell lies? Uh, those are two. Those are two of the things. Yeah, because that's not been mentioned in the book at all. I won't say. I won't say why I know that. Okay, <laughs> that's unfortunate. But yeah. like, but that's is that part of like, what you're talking about? Yeah, there's people who are completely comfortable just saying, you know, you're a terrible person. I'm going to kill you, and she's just like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do anything to you. But these. <laughs> But now she's summoned a wall of fire and thrown, you know, giant waves of earth and, like, crippled these creatures. So... Were they crippled because the Fade was killed? I mean, no. aside from the fact that there was an earthquake occurring. Yeah, no, it was just the... just the. Uh, there was a description of a couple of them, like, falling and, like, breaking legs and stuff. and When the Fade is killed. No. Oh, okay. Is it just that those... Am I just confused? But, like, were those things just happening at the same time? I thought there was, like, a connection that, like, they... Like, his, his like, he was giving them courage or strength or, or you know, keeping them from breaking. Yeah, he was connected to them. And right, so okay. Or convulsing on the ground and would eventually Yes, die. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, she specifically some of the waves of earth and the wall of fire and the waves of earth also crippled a few of them. Right. Yes. yes, 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 yes. I mean, you know, it's a very, uh, in time, even in a smaller capacity. So the fact that she didn't kind of points to some things. Sure. And also, sure. You, you even pointed out the Korean called desire, a Korean all sound. Yep. Uh huh. I love it. I like all that there. too. I like the blood of ancient Kings. <laughs> yeah yeah we'll go with that uh <laughs> i also you know i'm also I, I mean not that i haven't just mentioned it but i'm thinking about dark souls all the time reading this fair enough yeah especially around the um divisions oh yeah was... oh yeah does uh does the vision that the girl has uh about lan involve seven towers it does yes all right, I'm on it. I'm following. I'm picking up with what Robert's putting down. Yeah, it's so nice too because you're I like, like it. you're probably not going to rem- remember them for very long. You probably won't remember them to even the end of the book, but they will come into play throughout the series. And oh, a, a red hawk has been mentioned, or a red bird of some type, and yeah, it's amazing. I love it. So that's important important groundwork being laid with Min and uh, the, yeah. these visions. And you've also just met Mordeth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, yeah. Mordeth. And it wasn't that they really betrayed Minethrin? Yeah, let's not, yeah. 
from <laughs> everything that was human and everything that is human. <laughs> Completely so. different than, you know, that other thing. But, but, but I mean, which is why I mentioned, you know, what I mentioned was from the show, so... Yeah, but you compl- I mean, completely different at this, and that's really at this point. Just watching those two episodes, is, if if I can, this will be the last time I talk about it. But now, with what has happened in Shalagov, what what with what has happened in this city, uh, completely different in the show at this point. Like so, so much is so completely different that I'm like, fine, I'm putting it aside, and hopefully, maybe that'll be the last time. It won't be the last time we talk about it, but I think. But yeah, complete Mordreth, not even. You know, maybe later, I don't know, but not the what happens is just so completely different. Everything up and up and through this town. Because oh, I got I think I got halfway through the second episode and I was like, this is just not even like yeah. the story. No, it really does. It, at that point it just we are we are in a completely different story at that at this point, which is why at this point I do want to just disregard the show. Um something that works much better in the book or I'll just say works in the book, is that the kids going off and getting into some Mary and Pippin-style mischief and drawing the attention of, you know, a dangerous figure works much better if they're children. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's something that, like, you know, 15, 16-year-old idiots... I don't think that's what we're doing here, man. Let's, <laughs> let's take it a little more cautious here. Mm. And also... The whole, the whole start of this was like one of the first things in like chapter two or something where Rand was like he hadn't uh, realized that just because he was coming of age for marriage that meant Egwene was as well. Right. Coming yeah. Twenty six years old. <laughs> so, bizarre choice. I, like I mean, I can't believe it just changes the entire tone. Having them yeah. twenty fucking five or six. Totally, totally changes it. It's a different story about a different type of groups of people. <laughs> By the end of the series, he is 25. So, 15 like, books. Yeah, there's a lot of time that goes on. A lot of time skips and time, like, passage that just goes on. So, a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of adventures can happen in 10 years. Because it's, like the whole growth of character and growth as a person. I it's kind of funny because this series is basically a coming of age series. Okay. <laughs> and also a volcano destroys an army of wizards. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, coming of age story where you know mountains get destroyed and you know great evil <laughs> Everyday, you know, things you you the, probably went through. The father of lies is defeated, forever. <laughs> it's just something everybody goes through, right? Totally relatable. <laughs> There's a character, so, just to. You go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I say that as like an adult still going back to it. It's not a coming of age just for somebody who's a teenager becoming an adult, but an adult going through understanding of new things about politics and philosophies and just systems and dealing with people in general. Like, all of that. It's not just a coming of age, you know, 
18, 19, 20. It's coming of age 20 to 27, 27 to 35, 35 to 50, you know. It's about growth the, and development and understanding. Yeah. And so every, at every the world. point in your life, you can kind of reread the books and get something more out of it because you might not have connected to it when you were younger because you got a little bit of the coming of age from one part and then you get another part of it, you know, having dealt more with real life and more things in life and coming back to it, you see, oh, that was part of this all along and I didn't recognize it, I didn't notice it. So, yeah, I, yeah, I like to read Stephen King's it every 10 years or so. I'm coming up. I, I guess I'm going to have to read it and talk about it around here sometime soon. But it, yeah, I, that's those are the best kind of stories. The, the ones that, you know, you really that you can see different layers of you can see a different level of the tower every time you return to it. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's it's amazing. But yeah, what were you saying about? Uh, well, um, there was one other Dark Tower thing that I didn't make a note of. Uh, but there's a legend. There's a sort of legendary figure in the Dark Tower that is referred to a few times that becomes uh, that actually shows up and becomes a character called Rhea of the Coos. And uh, there is a legendary figure called named Rhea mentioned in the chapter that we just read it is probably intentional um on stephen king's part uh i don't know which came first honestly uh i i mean i guess actually i mean honestly i'm not sure if she's mentioned in the first book i mean i guess it would have been early late 80s or i mean the first dark tower book but the thing is is that he rewrote the first one to include stuff from later on so, but really, it would have been around the 80s, early 90s, somewhere, maybe 70s. But I guess that's incredibly vague. But I guess this would have been all around the same time. But they were all reading each other's stuff, all these dudes. Yeah, so Dark Tower was 82. Let's see what Eye of the World was. Eye of the World was 90. So, yeah, it definitely took from Wow, from okay. King. All right, interesting. Interesting, <laughs> neat. I love it. I love that. And there's yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pay more attention to anything that I think is a Dark Tower reference because there's but it, the thing is is that the Dark Tower everything in the Dark Tower references world mythology <laughs> so it's all just this I keep talking about this mythology aggregate which is what ah Dark Souls ah! <laughs> the Wheel of Time is definitely a, a mythology aggregate as well but he does take things like that um, most of the heroes that aren't specifically from our history and mythology is typically from another prolific author sure um, cool 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 jane farstrider uh, is probably the best uh example of that i don't remember what exactly it's from but i know it's hmm. a reference uh is it it's not don quixote is it Ooh. uh wow no i do not know Jane Farstrider? Yeah. There's a lot of mention of Dreadlords, which are uh, a creature from World of Warcraft. Jane Farsh... Jane Sharon. Yeah. I'm looking at a a wiki. 
So, yeah, I would say that Jane Farshider is kind of a corollary to Don Quixote. Oh, okay, uh, okay. He's not quite the same because he did a lot of real things. and like, oh, You're right, sure. But not, it's, not... Also, it's also a... Um, the stories get too grand in the telling, and like yes. he met a lot of people and done a lot of like great things, but it's more... There's a lot more backstory to it, and you'll get it later in book 10. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, I can't wait. I can't wait to have read it. I mean, you know, I'm not in I'm not in a hurry to consume the whole thing, but, you know, because I do like to enjoy the journey. But, like, boy, yeah, I, oh, can't, yeah. I can't wait to have had read this. <laughs> he gets nonstop. Everyone, everyone who's interested in going out and adventuring that they meet that joins them has read or is reading or wants to read more about Don uh, Jane Farstrider. Okay, yeah. Because he's that he's that mythical figure, you know. They're all reading a book about him. About him, yes. And as far as they know, he's disappeared. Uh, it's not specifically stated, I think, yet, but, like... It's kind of hinted at, but well, I was yeah, I was talking when I was talking about vampire about how there are a sort of there are, there are these sort of not quite real world figures of legend that like may or may not have been based on any actually actual living person. And I'm talking about IRL, you know, these sort of characters <laughs> like Don Quixote, and we were talking about. I don't know if you recall or if you know about a guy called. Saint Germain in European legend, who was like a traveling wizard. He's in the Castlevania show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like those kind of guys, of those these figures of legend, where like even the legend is that some of the stories told about them are just made up. Like the legend is that they are legendary. The legend is that there are stories about them. Yeah, that's that's cool too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's yeah so that's 19 let me see uh let's see what else has happened recently oh my god the powerpuff girls <laughs> oh yeah 18 was the forest battle and the trollocs yeah so um heard one mention of something that's going to be important in the next chapter i don't know if you caught wind of it um, they did talk about it a bit, like, as an important thing where they were like, oh, you know, Trollocs fear this place for a reason. Oh, well, it was... In in chapter 19, she talks about how, you know, an, 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 an army of Trollocs and Fades came and camped there and they were all murdered by the inherent evil that had soaked into the flagstones. She did mention its name, and I didn't know if you'd caught oh. it. Oh, I didn't catch... I, I mean, I saw... I noticed that there was a name. I noticed that it was called something other than Mordeth. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I did notice that, but the name didn't particularly strike me. I'm actually looking right now. It's it's interesting that it's mentioned once and Mashadar. Uh, yeah. That's a bad guy? Is it a different yeah. bad guy? 
Is it a cousin of the bad guy? Is it a different flavor of bad guy? You can answer that any way you want. I wouldn't say it's a bad guy necessarily. Okay, a different kind of force? Yeah. Interesting, interesting, okay. I would call it that. So, um... It does seem like the the location they are in is not on either particular side, either of the light or the dark. You know, it does seem like a third entity, kind of. A trickster yeah. type of energy. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. This is right where I, exactly where I am in the book, which is, we're almost, we're a third of the way through. It's a very important name um, for reasons that you'll see a little later in the book, but also for the ninth book um, specifically. And I don't know if you'll notice it by the end of this book, like the connection that's being made. I didn't notice it until my last read through. Even I wasn't like fully. I understand the concept that they had in the ninth book, but I didn't understand why he thought it until like rereading. I guess even specifically this reread, like okay, I fully. Okay. So I hope you can make that connection and remember that connection by the ninth book because i'll keep my eyes open i mean i'll be i'll probably be talking to you the entire way so we'll be kind of certain things will kind of keep afloat (laughs) on the waves of conversation you know what i mean certain threads and things that are important to keep an eye on but yeah the next two chapters there's going to be three chapters, I guess, there's going to be a lot of references to things that are going to happen later on. Okay. In the Later on, meaning eighth book. Way later on. Oh, <laughs> are, are all these books about the same group of kids? Oh, yeah. More or less, yeah. It grows with the people that they meet and kind of interact with um, because... You, I'm sure you can imagine we'll get a point of view from Egwene at some point. We'll get a point sure. of view from Lan, Nynaeve. Uh, we'll get some from Min. Um, it, it does kind of paint, to an extent, who is going to be important enough. Um, but some of them only have, like, two or three parts that are okay. from their perspective. Yeah, that makes um, sure. And most of the side characters you're only going to get in, like, a prologue or something like that. Right. Like okay. we did. Right, yeah, sure, yeah. Well, great. We're, we are at least one-third of the way through the first through the first of these 15 books, which I, re- I intend to do it. Sometimes, you know, in a huge series like this, like, by the third book, this is sort of what I was asking, but by the third book, it's like, they're kids now. You know what I mean? And then the fifth book is like the grandkids. Like, it's just following the whole family tree through ages sometimes. This is all the one story of just these kids growing up and growing into who they eventually become and the world changing throughout and moving towards, I think it was mentioned, the last battle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. That is that is the culmination of the series. It's the last battle. Um, Do they bring so, balance to the force? 
I don't have to see. Oh, cool. Thank you. That's a good answer. <laughs> I love that you mentioned that. Oh, and I hope that you really like the ending because of it. Well, there is, there's definitely a, if they don't specifically, you know, mention the, mention balance as some kind of force or anything like that, there is definitely, uh, you know, themes of balance and, you know, obvious just talking about the light and dark and, you know, the, the, the state of the world because of these forces. There is an idea of balance here, so. Absolutely. There's also, you know, whole, the whole karmic. Oh, right, yeah. There. The cycle. The wheel. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> the whole thing that the whole series is yeah. called. Someone's <laughs> saying, we've done this before, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're going to add another one to our our list of other other medias. You ever watch Battlestar Galactica? Yes. Yeah. This has all happened before, and it will all happen again forever. The end of the series is the beginning of the series. That's exactly right. Yep. And, all, is... and some of the best stories are exactly that, a snake eating its tail. Yep. Like a Simpsons episode. We end up where we began. Yeah, it's a bit different for this because this is specifically the end of the third age. We don't ever okay. get to see the age or the sure. first age or the age. I, I guess we do technically see the very start of the fourth age. Okay. I, I'm sure you can imagine the end of the third age is the end of the last battle. Right, that makes sense. <laughs> A lot of things like that come in threes. There are three circular wheels in the sort of the icon that is is that at the base of every chapter in like your original hardcover edition? That that sigil of three. Cool. Yeah, cool. I'm glad that that's something that's always been here and not something yeah. that someone was like, "Ah, let's slap some symbols in the book, why not?" <laughs> you know, 5 years ago. <laughs> Something funny because of the fact that the end of the last battle is the start of the new age. Right. Uh, it's not really a spoiler, but it's a really funny thing um, that's noted. They're like, technically, the fourth age began at like 4.30 on a Tuesday. <laughs> right. Yeah. Terrific. That's great. It's just like, it's not even the start of a new year or anything. It's just this random time and this random day in the middle of the year is the start of the new age. This is officially when we began this age of the world. We like, we know we know who did it. We know when it was. We know when it happened. We wrote it down. So this is, we know to the minute how old this age of the world is. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. It's awesome. What was I? I I was comparing something to. Oh, you ever read the Hitchhiker's Guide? Yes. Oh, I love the Hitchhiker's Guide. All the books. You um, you should watch a movie with your wife called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I really want to see that. It's I, good. Um, I, I saw it today. It's terrific. It's terrific. It's funny, I was talking to someone the other day about I couldn't remember where I first saw Zoe Deschanel. Okay. I was oh. trying to remember so hard. And then we, I eventually realized Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yep. I was like, Trisha amazing. McMillian for sure. Yep. She, she did amazing in that role. That Everyone did awesome. pretty exactly the book, but it got enough of the idea, and they couldn't 
you can't really do the books justice in a movie, so I think they did good enough, you know? Yeah, I think it was fine. I'm glad that it I'm glad that it's not a part of our current cultural remake and sequel everything. I feel like if it had somehow come out five years later, there would be five sequels based on nothing now in a TV show. So I'm glad I hope I'm not I'm knocking on wood. I hope no fairies hear me saying this. Alright, well, good, good yeah. stories, good. Oh man, I, I really, yeah, I like stories a lot. I really like narratives and literature. If you want to try to get as much out of this first reader as you can, if you are fine with it, taking notes on things like men's visions and little notes like uh, the things that Matt says. Um, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are like really interesting and like anything that you think is a little tidbit that's just kind of a weird placement of some random thing like that weird name drop of Mashadar. Yeah. Like if you write that down in, your, in a notepad somewhere and just like keep it around to like reference whenever you're like I feel like I've seen that before somewhere in here. Sure. Like we recommend it. <laughs> well I'll tell you what I at first I I approached this and I was like, I'm not going to take notes on this. I'm just going to absorb it. But I have, over the past maybe three or four chapters, I have begun doing what you said. <laughs> so I have begun making little notes. A lot of them are like, this is like the Dark Tower. This is like Dark Souls. But still. <laughs> still something to be like, oh, yeah, yeah that's something... Yeah, I think I'm, that's just... I'm... And that's just becoming... I don't know if that's just, for some reason, taking little... Part of it is, you know, doing this sort of thing and podcasting or whatever. But I've been writing myself. There's paper everywhere around here. I don't know what the hell, some kind of, <laughs> some kind of paper renaissance. But I, I am, I'm taking notes on everything lately. Nice. So yeah, yeah. that's good advice. That's a, and, and that's a good for that's that's a good way to read a book. I mean, it, it can be a little. It depends on how much you know it. And like, I am a little less. Maybe in my youth, I was a little more devoted to immersion. I, I still feel immersion, but I like to really cognate about it. And that's why I take notes on everything. And like, I don't, it's not something I would typically recommend, but I know that like you have a lot of other things on your plate and like you probably might not ever come back to the series. So I might not. Yeah. You never know. You never know. This is... <laughs> With me, I get so into things and then immediately forget about them. So, anything down, you'll read the series again at least once in your life, and you're going to pick up so many things. And you might even read it a third time because you picked up so many things on the second time through. But because that's what I did, and I, I'm glad I did. I, I, if I had written things down, I probably wouldn't have read it again, and I would have missed a bunch of stuff. But yeah, it's it's really involved connected uh yeah complex deep lore deep like deep byzantine mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so i love it awesome I have some, yeah well that's where we are um yeah. yeah let me uh let me let you get back to hanging out in the hotel and hanging out with your wife um thank you yeah thank you for 
chatting with me yeah. again and we'll keep we'll keep talking about it and we'll keep yeah I th- and That's I think fun. and I do I mean obviously I have a ton of books I keep talking about but I think let's yeah let's go right into the second one if if that's your advice. Yes. Because we're almost we're I even. Know. I said a third, but we're almost halfway through this. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, in terms of like number of pages done. Yeah. yeah. We have more chapters, more than half of the chapters left, but we have about half the book left. So it's going to pick up pace pretty quick. Yeah. Um, some 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 shorter chapters, and you know, and I might you know, it depends on. You know, as you as you can tell, I have read between zero and three chapters a day, basically. That or no, zero and two. So those are yeah, the three options are are yeah. zero, one, or and two. That's what I've read. You know, but we'll see. I mean, and, and if you know, if they end up being shorter, I'll probably end up reading more a day, and we'll just yeah, we'll keep pace with each other and cool, and we'll talk about it. Yep, should be fun. Awesome, I love it. I'm I'm gonna do it. All right, thank you for listening to Maybe We'll Talk. Wow, why do I always, like, <clears throat> gotta clear my throat before I uh, get on here to do the wrap-up? I always come up, I feel like I always come on to the wrap-up with the gravel in my voice. Maybe it's just, you know, 6 a.m. now. Been a long couple of days. Been a long couple, been a long, been a long, hard, old age of the world. You know how it be? Thank you so much for being here listening to me hanging out or whatever whatever the connection you and I have thanks for having it with me even though I am of course classically terrified of the invisible bonds that people form it's nice to be here come and uh, talk to me on discord you can get a link to my discord on koyadk.tv that's c as in cowboy u as in universe y as in ukulele that's probably not correct right u as in ukulele Let's let's take it from the top. C as in cannibal, U as in unconscionable, Y as in Yellowstone. <laughs> Why don't I know any words that begin with Y? C as in carbonara. A. Wow, I don't even know how to spell it now. C-U-Y-A-D-K.TV There, you can get a link to my Discord and talk to us and uh, about Eye of the World or Vampire the Masquerade or any of the things that we talk about on this podcast uh, including the 90s or just existence Uh, You can get a link to my Etsy and buy some soap from me You can support me on Patreon or some other social platforms You can get links to all my socials and look at stupid videos and internet garbage that I make Let's talk. Um, yeah, I guess it's that's it. It's Thursday, and I'm going to get the day started. We're going to play Zelda, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to be talking to Michelle over the weekend, and we will be back on Tuesday to discuss Vampire the Dark Ages. Yo, Flyosity, I see you've picked up some new fre- threads since lighting your uniform on fire last week. I'm dressed in purple, dressed in purple, walking down the street. I'm dressed in purple, dressed in purple, gosh it's really neat. I'm dressed in purple, dressed in purple, walking down the street. I'm dressed in purple, dressed in purple, gosh it's really neat. I'm dressed in purple, dressed in purple, walking down the street. I'm dressed in purple, dressed in purple, gosh it's really neat. I'm dressed in
Walking down the street, I'm dressed in purple, dressed in purple.